Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of two pros and a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. No show. I'm literally blown away that you just happened to be in L.A. this week. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just, it's about a week ago or so. I'm like, uh, let me try to get out to LA, man. I haven't been out here in forever. <laughs> I wanted to see some friends, and uh, it just so happened, coincidentally, that they asked me to fill in for a few days. And uh, yeah, so I'm physically here, Plankster. Crazy. Yeah. I'm sitting here this morning. I'm panicking a little bit. Um, I'm looking at different connections. I'm always trying to be the night because I deal with a crazy person normally. Ricky, you can attest to this. (laughs) Roberto, Eddie. I mean, with Arnie, it's like eight hours before the show. It's like, I'm I'm ready to connect. You ready for me? (laughs) You're right. Connected. Uh I'm connected, right? Well, you worked with him yesterday. You know this. Oh, yeah. I I mean, literally, it's it's crazy. And and every single text has got to be a group text. (laughs) And that group text has got to go out at least eight hours before the show that he's ready to go. Oh yeah. So I'm sitting here. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, you and I don't get to work together very often. We don't. Yeah. And, and I enjoy chopping it up with you. So I'm trying to make everything set here. I got on my notes and I dial it on two. And I'm like, dude, I'm on two. You can jump in on one. And then you'd say, believe it or not, I'm in LA. Yeah. I'm extremely envious. Oh Let's dude. Go. Yeah. Well, it's good to be with you. Plankster. You know, think about this. As we are getting set for game six tonight, I this is a true story. I was driving out to L.A. This is years ago uh-huh. when uh, and we linked up in the great state of Oklahoma. We went out right. to a sports bar and we were watching it. I don't know if it was game six, the epic clay game six. I don't think it was, but it was earlier in that series. It was yeah. Warriors, Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. 
And that was the uh, OKC eventually had a 3-1 lead and they blew it. But blew it. Yeah, we went out and broke bread and we're watching, I don't know what it was, maybe game two of that series or something like that. It was kind of wild, too, because I this is no BS as we welcome you welcome you into Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brian. No, I'm Chris Plank on a Thursday. Uh, by the way, I've had COVID this week, Brian. No. Oh, it's man. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I think I'm over it now. I'm getting over it. Uh, it was, you know, they talk about all oh, five days from when you first had your symptoms. Now that you've been vaxxed and all that stuff. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> there's people healing a lot faster than I am, but I digress. Uh, when you came through OKC and actually technically you came through the beautiful city of Norman yeah. or as we like to say, Nompton around here. And I think we took the, the nickel tour. I think we went around and showed you uh, the stadium for OU and all that stuff. But what was crazy about it is that was a time whenever Oklahoma City Thunder fans were like, this is the greatest thing ever. This is never going to end. This is what, and then all of a sudden, literally, like Durant goes to Golden State. Russell Westbrook has his two years. Uh, they have the big part. Paul George is in and out in a season. And the next thing you know, you're in rebuild mode. So people wax nostalgically about that, which was legitimately like five years ago. I mean, it really wasn't that long ago. Right. People talk about it as if it was something that happened during the dust storm. It's like, oh, I remember when the Thunder were good, <laughs> going back way, you know, in the Kevin Durant days before he became a snake. But That's yeah. what's crazy, though, Plank, is because it ties literally to tonight's game. If you go back to that when OKC had the 3-1 series lead, yeah. if they win one more game, if you don't have – Clay game six, right? Or game six Clay, right? I can't, that's trademarked, you know? Sorry, I can't, that's right, that's right. Don't want to get in like, trouble. It's like saying the black and silver for your Raiders, oh, you know? It's like, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. You got to flip-flop <laughs> that bad boy. But uh, game six Clay, if you have OKC win one more game. That's right. One more. Kevin Durant probably doesn't go to Golden State. You don't have Golden State where they are right now. The ripple effect is completely different if there's one more win. Who knows? You might have KD and Westbrook still there. Or multi-time champions. You have no idea what would have come from that if they won one more game against the Warriors. All right, so for my local show today, if let's go, my uh, buddy Lee Benson, who is a new is a, a sports guy in in Oklahoma City, is a regular two pros and a cup of Joe listener, and he reached out the other day. He's on fire for that topic. We are doing we are doing this locally today on our affiliate in Norman. Let's go! Look at you, Brian. No, there you go, sparking the fire early. But speaking of affiliates, as we welcome you in on this absolutely just loaded. Thursday morning for the show. Big welcome to one of our newest affiliates, the all-new Fox Sports 920 in Columbus, Ohio. GM Brian Ditko, program director John Crenshaw, the home of Columbus Clippers baseball. So welcome aboard, y'all. It's going to be a fun run. And you got Noah and I today, so it's all good. In Brian Noah's world, mm-hmm. what is the biggest story in sports today? Because I want to debate or I guess we're not really debating. Mm-hmm. I want to know if that's not something that can move hockey to the top of the depth chart from last night, whatever. Oh, what will, yeah. Right? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Sure. Yeah, it's right. what, 3-3 three, three going into the third period, and it ends up being, can you say a walk-off? It should be a walk-off, sure. right? Like, Yeah, of course. Yeah, you have the overtime win last night. Think about it's an epic way to start game one of the Stanley Cup final. And right, if you're Gary Bettman, if you're some of the head honchos 
at the NHL, if you, it must be so disheartening to flip on sports radio and you hear, so uh, game six tonight in the NBA, it's like, we just had an epic game one Stanley Cup final. You must be tearing your hair out. That might be why Gary Bettman has a shortage of hair. He's tearing it out based on the coverage. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, yes, game six deserves a conversation. Uh, and there's a lot of different angles and branches to it. I mean, literally, I, I went through the debate shows for us coming up in our next segment yesterday, Brian, and I picked my top three favorite f- fake debates that took place yesterday yeah. so we could have them heading into game six. Uh, Tom Brady spoke on the Dan Patrick show. We have tons from that. There's more news about if, if Baker's moving. Jerry Jones shoots down the possibility of a second Dallas, Cal- a Dallas team, Dallas NFL team in the, in the Dallas metro area rather quickly. There, there's <laughs> all kinds of little side stories going on, but I will never understand why there isn't more juice for something like what we saw last night, because we complain in, in the NBA about, Oh, this just hasn't been great games. And you know, Arnie's real big. Got to have a buzzer beater. You literally had ever, and you've had everything you could want in these playoffs, but yet if we bring it up, we get, well, I don't want to say we get chastised, but people are like, Oh really? I mean, Eddie, right. Eddie Garcia would be all about it. And I understand it, but I'm just, I was all in last night. And my Twitter timeline was all in last night. Yeah. But the TV ratings are probably going to tell it's, us a completely different story. It, and our topic of conversation today will tell a completely different story. It's just so, it blows my mind, Chris, because if you didn't know about the ratings and you just watched a game, and numerous games in the playoffs, not just the Stanley Cup final in game one there, and you're looking at the fan base, I swear, hockey is the heavy metal of the sports world. If you go to a metal concert, you're like, this must be the most popular genre ever created. <laughs> and it's just, it's not. It's it's niche. But it, it's crazy because you have, in hockey, you'll have these crazy watch parties outside. It's similar to the Bucks, right, where they have right. their watch party outside. You'll see this. You saw it in Edmonton. It's similar to Toronto Raptors, right? You look at the rabid fan base in person, like at these arenas or outside the arenas. You're like, their ratings must be really strong, and they're not. I don't know how that works. There's just such a disconnect between the ratings being as healthy as you think they should be and what they actually are. It's crazy. I mean, listen, I don't try to gauge too terribly much on a home team's play-by-play call, but e- even listen to the excitement of the final call last Down the night. middle, Confer holds, shoots, it's blocked. Michushkin with it, Burakovsky, he scores! Andre with a giant goal! And you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because this party is over! Colorado wins game one in overtime! 4-3 to three the final. Avs take game one. Guess what? They're going to take two days off and actually play a game tomorrow. It's not taking three days off. It's awesome. But yet... Most would be of the opinion that, all right, boys, let's let's move on. Let's let's get going here. Where's yeah. this? Where's the NBA? Where's the NFL talk? Let's go. We'll we'll talk about game two for the two uh, minutes that Sports Center gives it, and Eddie's hockey minute too. That's it. I know it's wild, and I'll say this real fast, Plank. I'm sure you can relate to it. I'm not going to base my viewing habits on what the ratings tell us. You know, I'm going to watch what I'm interested in. Certainly, when we do a show, we're, we're going to have to go where the people are. Absolutely. Right? That's the way it goes. But if I want to see game one last night, 
I'm going to watch it because I'm interested. I'm a sports fan. And if we're not going to do three or four segments on it compared to tomorrow, where we definitely will after game six of the NBA finals, I'm still going to check it out, right? But it is going to have an impact on what we bring up here. That's just how it goes. You'd be... You'd be out of your mind if you didn't pay attention to that to some degree, right? I agree. I absolutely agree. It was fun, man. It was fun to see people that don't normally tweet or talk about hockey into this last night. Granted, it was on a a pretty unique stage because we are – there's not a ton going on around it. But then again, how – how needy am I, Brian? Yeah. When I say there's not a ton going on because you got an NBA Finals, you got NFL, you got Deshaun Watson, you got Tom Brady. I mean, how much more do I need to with a Major League Baseball season yeah. where you got a guy going into the ninth with a no hitter and <laughs> suddenly Dave Roberts changes? I mean, to complain about, well, there's not a lot going on. It's a little bit short sighted right now. You know what's funny is I wonder how I would behave as a diehard NFL fan if the dynamic was flip-flopped between the NHL and the NFL. What I mean by that is this. Like, I'm knee-deep into NFL football, right? And let's just say the NFL didn't have great ratings. And so I'm watching game in, game out. I'm very familiar with this. And then there are some big playoff games, and some people just come out of the woodwork, and they're like, hey, uh, Stephon Diggs. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we do with hockey. So for <laughs> diehard hockey fan, how does that feel? Because I'd be tearing my hair out. Like, are you serious? You're just now aware of who Dawson Knox is? Really? You know, it's got to be hard for a hardcore hockey fan. Well, um, you know, th- thankfully on this show, I don't know if it's Eddie around right now. Eddie Garcia can give us a firsthand account of that, Brian. No. Yeah. That is a very good question, Eddie Garcia. How do you feel whenever suddenly you have people jumping on your bandwagon completely clueless about what's taken place to get to this point? Oh, I don't I don't mind it at all. I, I I'm encouraged when, you know, people will reach out to me on Twitter and ask me questions or get my opinion on different right. things and say, you know, hey, I'm getting into this, I'm trying to learn, and I'm more than happy to try and help yeah. out but uh you know you know it's funny charles barkley was on the dan patrick show a couple weeks ago and and dan asked him about the nba playoffs and he said i don't give a damn about the nba playoffs i'm watching the <laughs> nhl playoffs and i'm like if charles barkley says that and people aren't listening i'm not sure who can say anything to get people convinced that this is better than that you know i i i'm not saying i've given up on trying to convince people i, yeah, I try to encourage people i've given up on being upset about it i just can't yeah. i'm not gonna waste my time on it anymore my whole thing is like it's kind of like uh <laughs> my nephew uh we, we he comes over to our place uh, every wednesday and we take him out to dinner and every week we tell him you can go wherever you want and every week he says mcdonald's and i tell him <laughs> you know in and out burgers right here and it's a lot better and he says nope going to mcdonald's that's to me that's the nhl and the nba i can tell you it's better right but you're like no this is what i know this is what i'm used to I'm going to McDonald's, and you're like, all right, okay. I love the comparison. That's a great comparison. I, I, I still think, too, that my favorite part of this whole conversation is that No uses Dawson Knox I know. as the person that <laughs> he has a, a couple of cut, touchdown grabs against the yeah. Patriots, and people are like, whoa, wow, Dawson Knox. And you're just, I, I, I give Eddie credit. Because that, that'll drive you less crazy taking his approach, like very gracious, very hockey-like, almost like, eh, it's okay, you know, you don't know everything, it's all right, very ushering, very nicely done. Oh, but but I'll tell you what, when I, when I first became passionate about hockey, and I tried to convert, 
everyone I knew, and they just a lot of them were not interested. It would drive me crazy. Yeah, but I've I don't know. Maybe it's I'm mellowing with my age. I'm I don't get too upset about it anymore. I just I just try and try and enlighten. And if they listen, awesome. And if they don't, then okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. I think it's age. I really do. Because I used to get, I used to get so mad when people would dump all over NASCAR. I'm like, what are you talking? As I got a little older, I'm like, well, you know, they are just turning left, bro. You need to calm down here a little bit. You're, you're sitting here fighting about certain. And I know there's some diehard NASCAR fans that are like, there's more than that. Trust me. If you just kind of tap out and you're like, listen, go ahead and hate on it. College football is the same way. Yeah. I feel like I get into fights with people over college football. I'm like, why would you just be so hell-bent about not watching college football? It's awesome. But you're right. If, if I've come to the conclusion, and no, it sounds like you've been here, and, and Eddie, obviously, too, to where I used to base so much on TV ratings. And yes, for what we yeah. do, you have to to a certain extent, right? right if I right. see If I see that nobody is watching the NBA Finals Game 6 tonight and the ratings come back really, really low, I'll be like, how much time do we want to spend on that? Mm-hmm. But in reality, I've kind of adopted the, if you're not watching guess what? You're missing out because I'm watching and I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't make it everything in terms of your viewing habits, but in terms of the topics, <laughs> if we're like you and I are doing a sports radio right. show, yeah, it kind of matters when it comes yeah. to that, though. All right, it's uh, Brian No, That's him. I'm Chris Plank sitting in today for Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com tirerack.com the way tire buying should be when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner kia movement that inspires Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Thursday morning. Lots to do, Plank. Lots going on over here. I love how you started off the show where... It really was an epic game one in the Stanley Cup final. And, uh, you know, we touch on it. And then it's like, all right, game all six, right. NBA finals. Let's, see. Let's get into this. I wish there was more. <laughs> I wish there was. But immediately for me, it turns to, okay, I wonder if as many people were watching as it appeared to be. And I know that's not how we should approach it. But that's unfortunately, that's when you have something like we had last night with game one, which was awesome. And it was great to see that the hockey fans in my timeline and my mentions last night were just like every other sport where a, a game is 2-0 in the first period or in the first quarter or in the first inning or, or in football. It's like 14-zip in the first half. It's like, oh, it's over. And so I love to see that that mindset was still there. But, yeah, I mean, what an exciting night. I just – I wish there was more. I wish that there was more juice. I wish there was more buzz. I wish there was more to get into. I I hope the TV ratings tell a story that a lot of people were watching and not that we ended up watching something that got beat by young Sheldon or something mm, last yeah, night. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but, man, when you focus in on Game 6 coming up this evening, <laughs> I am on a quest, Chris Blank. I am on a quest. I am banging the table for the Warriors' defense to get more credit than it's gotten in this particular series. I'm ears. Yes, because all I hear is, well, the Celtics are sloppy. Do you think the Warriors' defense has something to do with that? I think it has a lot to do with that. Look at the last two games, Chris. You had the Celtics not even reach triple digits. Like, Imagine if the Celtics held the Warriors to just double-digit points, what we'd be saying about Boston's defense. 
It's like we should be saying the same things about the Warriors' defense, but their offense is what's fixated on more than not. It's Steph Curry scoring 43 points, and he should get his flowers for that. But the Warriors' defense holding the Celtics to 97 points and 94 points, respectively, because you have to throw that in there. Sure. They deserve their flowers, too, and they don't get them to the degree that they should. And I think a lot of that credit goes to Andrew Wiggins, who has looked really good at times defensively. Gary Payton, the second coming back, he'd always kind of been their Reuben Patterson, if you will, their defensive stopper, but he's looked great. It's been, you know, I'm not someone who necessarily is going to pretend like I sit around and and read Golden State Warrior blogs all the time, but I saw a really good piece on it, and they, you know, frame efficiency, all these numbers that whenever we start getting into them, they cause my head to explode. But even in the attempts to take advantage of Steph Curry, the Warriors have had great rotations. It's mm-hmm. it's a nerdy thing, I know. And I'm not a big X and O guy when it comes to the NBA or the NFL or any sport. But it's really been pretty impressive to watch. And I don't know if you give that credit to Steve Kerr. I don't know if it's a Mike Brown creation. I don't know if you look at one of these staff members and say they're a defensive guru. I don't know if you stop and pull back and say, hey, let's just give credit to the Warriors defensively. Do you have to give kudos to Draymond Green, which nobody wants to do? I don't know, Kayvon Looney, but you're right. And it's something that no one wants to talk about. No one ever wants to talk about defense, but it has been huge for Golden State in this series. It absolutely has. And look, Jason Tatum, he was talking about this uh, going into game six about the importance of limiting turnovers. So we'll start with that. Here's what Tatum said. There were some frequency turnovers, right? Some situations where we kept getting in the same spot that were causing turnovers. So maybe we can stay away from, you know, jumping in the air and passing it or, you know, jumping off one leg um, and being more under control, you know, while still playing free. You know, we can do both. Certainly, there's some truth to that, right? The Celtics have had some sloppy turnovers. They've got to do a better job, like you said, not jumping in the air and putting themselves in those situations. But I think more times than not, Chris, that's the way the conversation goes. It's what the Celtics are screwing up instead of what the Warriors' defense is causing them to screw up, you know? It's almost like the Warriors' defense doesn't get the shine that they deserve. It's crazy to me, but I think that's where we're at. And I also think that the Celtics, they don't have the greatest shooter of all time. They don't have the quote-unquote splash brothers. They don't have the offensive sizzle that the Warriors do. Therefore, the Celtics' defense is propped up on a pedestal a lot more. It's just funny how that dynamic works where these are the top two defenses in the NBA. Right. And you would think the Warriors, just based on the conversation, they'd be in the 20s or something. You know, it's interesting because whenever I think of good defenses, I think of having a good rim protector. And to me, it, and, and you have you have a guy that can do that in Kayvon Looney. But if we're drilling into this, I think we need to pull back and give the Warriors credit because you're right. The Celtics don't necessarily have that shooting angle to their game that Golden State does. They don't have the greatest shooter of all time, but they can get to the rim and it's not block shots. I don't know if the term would necessarily even be rim protecting that the Warriors are doing. They're preventing them from getting to the rim. They're taking away the, the, the power of the Celtics offense and I don't know why it's not getting the shine that it deserves, but it's been 
huge to see what they've done defensively. I think sometimes as fans, you'll see a guy go down one. And I'm guilty of this. So when I say sometimes as fans, I'm saying me, Brian. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of this. I'll see, I'll see Jalen Brown take it right to the hole. You're like, oh, well, why don't they do that more often? Mm-hmm. Well, because Golden State adjusts. And maybe Brown takes advantage of it once or twice, but it's not consistently there. I'm glad you brought this up. I yeah. love talking about stuff like this. I think it is a uh, – not I want to say the defense is a lost art in the NBA because everyone knows you need to do it to win a title. Look at the Lakers a couple of years ago. Look at the Bucks last year. But it is really on display here for Golden State, and I think sometimes we get caught up in that – Uh, that narrative, well, Steph can't play defense, that then you apply that to the whole team. And Brian, you you it's just not true. It's just not true with Golden State. Yeah, and it's a team thing because Steph Curry is not a good individual defender, yet they still play great team defense. (laughs) That should tell you a lot, right? Like, Yeah, so I I just think it's been too much of go back to the 43-point game from Steph Curry. And the Warriors outscored Boston 17 to three in the final five minutes. And the Celtics just got three point happy. And certainly they factor in to not scoring triple digits based on decision making, but it's not only that. And it just seems like that's the conversation of they're settling for threes. Ah, careless turnovers. It's like, where are the roses for the, the Warriors defense? I need more of that. Now, we also have this to get to with Steph Curry. I found this interesting. So he's talking about tricking his mind heading into game six. Check this out. You have to just be in the moment. You got to be present as much as possible, not worry about the consequences of a win or a loss. Because all the only opportunity you have is, is, is that 48 minutes. And the more you can kind of trick your mind into just being in the moment and staying there, that's the best advice I can give anybody in that situation. Because it's going to be the hardest game you've probably ever played in your career because of what the stakes are. I think uh, all that is true. And I think that Steph Curry is more likely to be locked in coming off a game where he was 0 for 9 from three-point range. That's the other thing that I think makes the Warriors dangerous in this game is you talk about any competitive player or any great player who's super competitive like Steph Curry, he's going to want to right those wrongs. He was brutal last game. He knows that. So I think that's another hurdle that's even higher for the Celtics to to jump over with Steph Curry being so god-awful last game. I think it makes him way more dangerous tonight. No, oh, and, and let's not forget, what else are you dealing with? The idea of of Game 6 clay. Or, wait, did I get it right? What is it trademarked as? So yeah, you're right. Right. you're right. Okay. Yeah. Game 6 clay. Yep. Uh, so you, you now have this image that we've created, or I guess maybe I shouldn't say created, that has been developed because of how good Clay Thompson has been in Game 6. And then you add to it that the Petty King is coming off <laughs> one of his worst performances uh, in his postseason career. I don't want to say in his NBA career, but in his postseason career. Let me me pose this to you, Brian. Mm -hmm. Do you think Steph Curry is the kind of guy who could get caught trying to do too much? I don't. I think he's a pretty cool, chill guy. Mm -hmm. Petty King, as he brought up labeling himself, I find hilarious. But I don't see him as a guy that gets too rattled on the court. Right. I don't think you're going to see him suddenly get into a situation where he's just jacking up ill-advised threes tonight because he's trying to get going. Now, who right. knows? Maybe he gets hot and it matters. But you don't see him trying to force things just to get it right tonight, right? No, exactly. Yeah. I think I think that the reason we have Game 6 clay is because 
Steph has this thing called awareness, <laughs> right? He's, he's not a gunner like, I got to be the star. It's similar to Damian Lillard. He used to do this all the time when C.J. McCollum had it cranked up. He would defer to C.J. And it's like, yep. okay, game seven on the road against the Denver Nuggets a few years ago. C.J.'s got it working. I don't have to be the superstar. Like, we're just about winning. And Steph has that. So if he's, you know, if Clay has it cranked up, he'll allow Clay to be the star. He's not going to be like, well, I have to be the guy that wins right. my first finals MVP. No, it's it's not like that. One more to get to here, Chris. Chris Blank and Brian know with you here on Fox Sports Radio, filling in for the guys. Draymond Green, he got to a couple of interesting things. He's talking about the Celtics and also LeBron James. Check this out. It doesn't compare to like mentally playing against LeBron James, who I think is arguably, arguably smartest guy to ever play this game. Uh, not one of. He's arguably the smartest guy to step foot on a basketball court. And so to to say that it compares to that, it's it's, it's disrespectful to LeBron, and and it's it's a lie to you. Who, who said it? That's Draymond Green. Oh, I, I see what you're saying, like the comparisons. Right. Uh, there are questions about, hey, what's it like to go through this team compared to LeBron in the finals? And he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's back this yeah, on okay. up right here, right? Um, I thought it was interesting what he had to say. And it's also there are layers to this, Chris. If you look at the Celtics, I mean, they don't play smart basketball, I mean, part of it is great Warriors defense, but it's also the Celtics. Too much one-on-one, not enough screens being set, you know, attacking mismatches. They'll go to it for a little while. They'll hunt mismatches, and then they're like, eh, let's just jack up threes. Let's not set screens. It's just weird how they play at times. I had to get some context on this. I'm not going to lie. Because to me, it just seemed... By the way, you're right. You're 100% right. I'm not disagreeing. Mm -hmm. The the Celtics have not played smart basketball. But it just seemed kind of odd that Draymond Green would mention LeBron James. So here was the question. Uh, This is from the NBA's official transcript. You've been in so many high-profile championship series against all-time players like LeBron over the years. Where would you say this series ranks in terms of the mental challenge of having to anticipate three steps down the road what Boston is going to do and try to attack them Mm -hmm. three steps down the road? So there was a mention of LeBron. Mm -hmm. He didn't just magically create it. Though some would look at it and be, be like, well, that seems kind of odd with some of the LeBron comments about the Warriors and Draymond Green and, and LeBron are business partners in certain ventures. So there was a mention of LeBron James, but I, I guess I I I, I guess I kind of I think everything Draymond Green does is intentional. I really do. I think everything he says is with a purpose. Now, do I think some of it is foolish? Absolutely. But there was something there. Right there, there was something there that he knows he can poke the bear just a little bit more, and he's right. The Celtics have not played smart basketball right. consistently in this series. Hell, some might argue that if you go back in some of the games that they've lost in this NBA Finals run, I mean, Brian, there's been some really dumb games that they've played during the entire playoff stretch period. Mm-hmm. So that's not to say that they're low basketball IQ guys. It's just. Man, whenever the wheels come off, they come off, and it's not in a way of oh, they can't hit a shot. They can't. It's it's everything, and yeah. it's just not smart basketball that I, they play. I think it's like uh, if you compare the Celtics to LeBron, Draymond makes a good point because LeBron is one of the smartest basketball sure. players of all time. So it's a little bit apples to oranges. 
But if you get away from the LeBron comparison and just look at the Celtics, they're not two, three moves in advance. They're not playing chess out there. They're playing checkers. Like right. They have tremendous talent, but they got to get out of this checkers approach that they have. And it, it's showing up in stages in this series, no doubt about that. It's shown up in stages in this series. It's shown up in stages, um, I would say, throughout the playoffs. Hell, if if I bet if you went back and dug, it's shown up throughout this season. And I don't know if it's youth. I don't know if it's inexperience on the bench. I don't know if it's inexperience in these moments. But whatever it is, there is some less than sharp I don't want to call anyone dumb, but less than smart <laughs> basketball that's been played rather consistently from the Celtics in these playoffs. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be it's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always dive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is 
finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is our final hour with you. On a Thursday, but don't, don't, hey, don't fret. We're back for three more hours tomorrow here on Fox Sports Radio. In fact, what is the no-show schedule? You turn around and got the overnight show as well on Friday? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I've got that going on. Oh, and we're probably unveiling, Plank. You'll love this. Go ahead. The debut of Dirt Road Radio. Huh? Now, here's the concept. All right. Here's the concept. It's perfect for overnight radio. So, the concept is... On a national platform, there are plenty of teams that they get the cold shoulder. You know, we're talking Correct. Lakers. We're talking Dallas Cowboys. We're talking big brand names, you know. What about the unpopular players or unpopular teams? Dirt Road Radio is your chance to talk Brewers baseball, baby, you know. It could be the worst idea I've ever had. We'll find out. What time are you airing Dirt Road Radio? Are we talking like 3.30 a.m. Central time? (laughs) So it would probably be, (laughs) let's see, we're talking 12.20 Pacific time. So like around 2.20. Okay, all right. Prime peak ratings hours for the the Central time zone right there, Plankster. I think my favorite uh, show that Brian gets to do is a show with Andy Furman, and I love Furball because he always tweets a reminder to listen to the show literally eight days before it. So, <laughs> so true. <laughs> and he screws up the Twitter handle always, of somebody always. every time. Yes, love no doubt Furball. about it. So we get you tomorrow and then tomorrow night into a Saturday. And then you got a Saturday afternoon show too, right? Yeah, yeah, with Ephraim Sunday Salam morning. and then early Sunday morning. So, yeah. I'll be busy. I love it, man. So Brian, all no good. all over it here. Yeah, I used to call it Knox Sports Radio. Maybe it needs to be <laughs> No Sports N O E Radio. So it works out. Hey, I want to. I don't want to ignore Game Six. Mm-hmm. I really don't. But I got a lot of NFL stuff this hour. Okay. Like maybe too much NFL stuff here on Fox Sports. Is there Radio. such a thing? So I fight this battle a lot. Like, let me give you for instance. Uh, And with Brian Noah, I'm Chris Plank. It's two pros and a cup of Joe brought to you by the Dollar Shave Club. The Dollar Shave Club six blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razors are sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. So here's my example. I love having events to talk about on, on sports radio, right? I mean, it's somewhat the backbone of sports radios recap mm-hmm. oh what a great game what'd you think of this what do yeah. you think of that anymore the conversations almost feel a little bit forced right almost as if they're nuanced and we might sit in and i get it. we're all gonna we're not gonna fight over wow i can't believe they won the rebounding battle why can't you believe <laughs> it? they boxed out better right? i can't <laughs> we're not gonna go down that road but for instance there are nba finals games going on I don't care about LeBron's legacy during mm. the NBA Finals. Right. I sure as hell don't care about your favorite sports movie during this. Mm. And then I also stop and say to myself, we got plenty of time to talk about the NFL. 
But I'll be damned if that's not where my mind is right now, Brian. Yeah. It's like I can't get enough of it. You know, I had someone because we just kind of in in passing mentioned, hey, you know, there's been some flashes from Justin Fields. You brought up the great uh, quote that he had yesterday where it's, oh, you know, we're not ready to play quite yet, which no one wants to hear. And I'm getting I get crushed by the I don't even know if I could say his screen name on air, but he's like, what breakout moments are you talking about with Justin Fields? Be specific. You said it. Where was it? What games? I'm like, dude, go watch. You had breakout moments last year. Go watch the Niners game. Go watch the Packers game. He was good. I'm not sitting here telling you he was great all season long, but he was good. These types of conversations, Brian, to me are infinitely more entertaining. And for, for me, I, I guess relevant than trying to figure out what's going to happen in a game six tonight. Is that that's a me problem right now with a football obsession? Hey, look, I I just think it's interesting if you flipped it completely. Just sure. imagine what would it be the going into championship Sunday? Like, are you'd be going into the Super Bowl? That'd be the comparison sure. for game six tonight, right? That's the closest comparison. Like, imagine going into the Super Bowl the night of. And talking about, hey, uh, I don't know, this young player in the NBA is talking about, I'm not ready for the season to start tomorrow. Like, imagine that being a topic. Right. The day of the Super Bowl, it just blows my mind how it's so much different that way. Yeah, and, and then Justin in Cincinnati drops this because it's an even, it's an even better point that kind of pulls us back into the NBA. He tweets at us and says the Draymond Green question is one of the biggest problems with the NBA. Even when LeBron isn't in the playoffs, the NBA media is constantly including him. And so there we go in in two kind of aspects of this. Yeah, we got game six tonight, and it's a fascinating matchup. But I'll be damned if we're not going to spend a lot of time today because LeBron's name was brought up. And we sure as hell are going to talk a lot about the NFL because it's the king. You know what the NFL could do that would completely and totally erase game six from a conversation, right? Is release Deshaun Watson's penalty. Oh, that would be NFL-like. You know know what? what? (laughs) I, I firmly believe we're getting a game seven. Now, that might be crazy talk. But I firmly believe we're getting a game seven, Brian. With that in mind, uh-huh. could you imagine if oh, the NFL man. on Sunday, and I don't think it would be, it would merely be a statement, right? Deshaun Watson has been, and it can be as minimal as suspended indefinitely from the National Football League. Mm-hmm. That takes all the, and again, not in, not in San Francisco, not in the Bay Area, obviously not in Boston, but for mainstream and a majority of us, that becomes story number one. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy how that does work. And uh, the NFL probably wouldn't want to do it for that reason. Sure. It's a suspension, what's tied to it and all of that. But they're not opposed to upstaging the NBA, which is why they have a triple header on Christmas Day coming up this year. (laughs) (laughs) Not just the double header that was wildly successful last year. Yeah, they have no problem just trolling the NBA and saying, oh, this is your day to shine. Yeah, you thought it was. It's actually our day. So with that in mind, Brian, no, I went through and tried to do my due diligence yesterday to dive into true topics that we need to get into when it comes to the NBA's game six. I yeah. paused all my NFL passion I like it. and I said, you know what? They pay these people millions of dollars to do these debate shows. We already hit one topic, mm-hmm. which was did Steve Kerr blow it? by saying that they need a finish in Boston. Let's debate for 30 minutes. Here was the second one. 
Who needs to step up to help Steph the most in game six? Mind you, who needs to step up to help the guy that didn't hit a three-pointer and was terrible in game five? But let's just pretend that didn't happen. Do the Warriors need game six, Clay? Who needs to help Steph the most to win game six tonight, Brian? No. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's uh, topic number two. Oh, and there's topic number three if you want to go this direction. Okay. Why has Jason Tatum struggled? I think, honestly, though, I think you eloquently hit that last hour. I think we got to stop and give the Celtics defense some credit. The, the Warriors. The, yeah. The, oh, I'm sorry, the Warriors. Yeah, team. yeah. Sorry. No, totally. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't know why. It's just... Oh, the Celtics are making bad decisions. Oh, they're two, three-point happy. Oh, it's just criticizing the Celtics, which they deserve to a degree. But you can't leave out the level of defense right. the Warriors are playing. And oftentimes it is left out. It's crazy to me. It is. It's constant. So of those three debates, we've hit two of the three. Uh-huh. So do we see a breakout game from Clay Thompson tonight? Is it needed for the Warriors to close out this series or no? Well, when you go back to, uh, he's not going to hit, what was it against OKC? Was it 11 threes? Oh, it I, was... just pull, I had it pulled up earlier whenever you brought it, and I closed it quickly so I wouldn't get flashbacks. <laughs> like that. We're not going to see Game 6 Clay against the Thunder tonight against the right. Celtics. Like That's just not going to happen. Could we see Clay Thompson? He went for 25 in Boston in this series. Could we see that's that? Right. Could we see 25, 30? Yeah. Could you see a couple of clutch shots? Yeah, you could see that. You're not going to see like peak game six clay. I think that day is dead. Like Denzel said in training day, we don't roll like that no more. You know, I don't see that from clay tonight against that defense to that degree, but I think he could still be impactful. I think he could still be special. Um, the game six against Oklahoma city, 11 threes. Mm. By the way, it's so funny to me, Thunder fans, moment of Zen. Everyone gets mad at Kevin Durant because he wasn't good in Game 7. Go look at Russell Westbrook's numbers from that Game 7. Mm. Stanky. Yeah. But there's been some other good Game 6 performances from Clay Thompson, right? Uh, 29, uh, his first Game 6 opportunity, what, 2019, scored 30 points on 12 shots from the field in 32 minutes, left the game before he got hurt in the third quarter against the uh, Toronto Raptors oh, in Game man. 6 of the 2019 NBA Finals, which, again, led to kind of that two-year absence. They went back and dug even 2014-2015 when Steve Kerr took over as head coach, and apparently his numbers are through the roofs com- roofs through the roof compared to some of the other guards in game six. I don't know. I sometimes I think one performance blows a guy out of proportion, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh yeah, that one great game. But I feel like he's been good in other game oh, yeah. sixes before. So who's to say that we don't see it again here tonight. Yeah, you're right about that. And uh, <laughs> I just think it's one of those. Think about that. If you were to say, Hey, game six clay, I think a lot of people would say against that defense. No, no, but uh, Tatum, like you posed this question, why is Tatum struggling? But it's got a lot to do with the Warriors' defense. If we That's throw right. out, can you see Tatum going off for 46 like he did against the Bucks? No, can't no. see it. Why? Well, the Warriors play exceptional defense. At some point, they deserve their flowers, man. It can't just be glossing over that time and time again. Which, by the way, yeah, he's not going to score 40 points plus. Well, I'm not going to say that, but the likelihood of it, is is minimal whenever you see the stories this morning that are like, well, the Celtics are looking to maybe kind of limit his minutes tonight. 
in a game six, you're talking yeah. about trying to give your guy a break. Here is Jason Tatum in his opinion of what needs to be done to get the Celtics offense where it should there be. There some frequency turnovers, right? In some situations where we kept getting in the same spot that would cause them turnovers. So maybe we can stay away from, you know, jumping in the air and passing it or, you know, jumping off one leg um, and being more under control, you know, while still playing free. You know, we can do both. And, and and one more here real quick from Jason Tatum because he is right on this front. Losing game six against the Heat was extremely tough. But, you know, in those moments, we just responded. I don't know exactly, you know, what it is, but, you know, I think just our will to want to win, you know, just trying to figure it out. They've been a resilient team in the playoffs, but when they blow a game like they did in game five, Brian, I'm a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Because I go back and look at their whole path to the play uh, to the to the finals. I'm like, well, the Heat fortunate game seven had two games when Jimmy Butler wasn't very good, and then Tyler Hero got hurt. Um, you you ended up eliminating Milwaukee, but they they were without one of their best players. I mm-hmm. it's yeah. terrible, yeah, no. but that's what I end up looking at and thinking whenever I see a team that has a chance like they did in game five that completely blew it. I start wondering, are they really made for this moment? Yeah, it's fair. It's a little Phoenix Sunsy from Ooh, last year, right? I Where like that. You look at the injuries, it, it impacted them getting to the finals. Anthony Davis was out and uh Jamal Murray was out. Yep. And it was every stage of the playoffs where they benefited from a big name being out. What was the other one? Kawhi Leonard was out. Yeah. Like that that helped them a lot get to the finals. And so yeah, now that you're seeing Boston down 3-2 and your perspective has changed a little bit, now that makes a lot more sense of, well, if Middleton was healthy, what <laughs> might have happened? Right. Yeah, your mind starts playing tricks with you like that. I'm such a terrible person. One bad thing goes wrong, I'm like <laughs> Hell, they shouldn't even be here. Well, it's three games to two, you know. No, I don't care. Yeah. They shouldn't be here at all. This makes no sense. Well, it does make sense because they are – both things can be true. They are a really good team, but how good? That's the question. Right. And were they assisted along the way? Yeah. So that impacts how good they may or may not be. Do It's funny because I don't even ask those questions about Golden State, right? And you could clearly have those same issues with every step on their run, too. Yeah, but yet, no, for no some ja. reason, I, I don't ask those same questions. Yeah, John ja Morant missing, what was it, the final three games? Sure, yeah. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Issues. It's Brian No, I'm Chris Plank. We're sitting in for two pros and a cup of Joe here on a Thursday. Hit, your, uh, hit us up on Twitter, at The No Show. I'm at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. 
Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.